Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007, and I'm the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. Now today, I'm very excited to have here with me Sharon R. Simonson, who's going to be talking with us about what life was like for her after breaking the silence and how she has really found her own voice and how that has led to so much healing, not just of herself, but of so many others, including the teens that she's working with, which I'm very excited to hear more about. Uh, Sharon and I connected a while ago when she actually sent me um, a preview of her manuscript of her book that she was working on. And um, I loved it so much that I wrote an endorsement, which I don't often do. Um, but I just really loved the work that she was doing and, and what she was communicating and sharing in her book. So she is an author, she's an advocate, she's a founder and CEO of Angel Wings Publications for Sexual Abuse Victims, and ultimately she's using her personal testimony and story of survival for illustration, and she speaks out about prevention and awareness of sexual abuse, with messages focused and centered on encouraging hope, unwavering faith, and perseverance. 
She's utilizing her advocacy efforts to empower victims in her community and is working on creating a documentary film based on her book without permission, which I am stoked about. Can you say cameo scene? I'm ready. I'm ready for it, Sharon. Welcome so much. So glad to have you here with us, Sharon. Thank you for having <laughs> me, Rachel. Thank you so much. And hello to everyone out there. Yeah. I really am honored to be here and to be able to share my story with others and to inspire and give hope and let you know that you're not alone. Mm, yes, yes, and more yes to that. Yes. So tell us how you found yourself where you are today. Give us a little bit of your story, your background, your journey. Okay. Well, I uh, am also a sexual abuse survivor, as you know, and I was uh, sexually abused a few times around the ages of eight or nine, and then again from 12 to 14. And uh, they were by people that I knew and loved and trusted, and which made it even more devastating. And I, I didn't tell a soul, I kept it a secret, as most victims do. Um, somehow I felt like it was my fault. Um, so, I, you know, I was in a lot of pain. I didn't know how to cope. And then I found drugs at a young age, and that is what helped me to cope. Mm. But um, I became addicted, you know, as, as many victims do, um, and it just made my life spiral downward. Um, so around the age of 20, in my early 20s, I decided to seek some professional help voluntarily on my own um, because I knew that something was wrong, but I wasn't ready to talk about the sexual abuse. So mm. I kind of danced around that for a long time. Yeah. Needless to say, I um, stayed in therapy for, you know, off and on for over 20 years. And it wasn't up until uh, I turned around 40 years old that I finally had found a, a therapist who I could talk to, um, really trust, and had a breakthrough. Wow. So, you know, that that was just an amazing moment for me. Because mm. um, I had suffered so long um, in silence. No one knew what I was going through. I, I wore this facade and this mask like everything was okay when it really wasn't. Um, I felt different from everyone. And, um, you know, I was holding on to that dirty, dark secret. Right. So, you know... How I began doing advocacy work and, and authoring my books was, I just, I wanted to tell my story. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want people to suffer the way I had suffered for so long. And most importantly, I didn't want teens to suffer because it was me in my teenage years when my life went, went downhill. Mm -hmm. And had I had someone to talk to, had I been empowered at that age to uh, trust someone and tell someone what was going on with me, my life would have been completely different. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have suffered so much. I wouldn't have gone through the many things that I had gone through that, that just tore my life apart. So, you know, that's what I work towards today is just mm. really just trying to empower our youth and letting them know that it's that it's just okay. Find somebody that you can trust and speak to about what's going on with you, 
and you're not alone. It's just so many of us that are, are have experienced the same thing. So anyway, uh, I just decided to, to write a book and tell my story. And that was a really uh, healing moment for me as well. I was afraid that I was going to be judged. I was afraid yeah. that, um, you know, I didn't want to hurt other innocent people in the process. So I had to find a way to tell my story honestly, but not to hurt others because that wasn't, that wasn't the goal. The goal was for me to heal. The goal was about forgiveness. And that's part of my message as well, is that um, as victims, as survivors, we have to learn to forgive ourselves. Because if you, you talk to uh, most victims, they, they always feel, and I know for me and, and the many others that I have spoken to, we, we somehow felt like there was something that we, we did to deserve what happened to us. Right. So, you know, forgiving yourself is one of the most important things. And as hard, hard as it is, you, you, at some point in your life, you have to forgive those that hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people out there say, you know, well, how do you do that? I'm going to hate that person the rest of my life. But honestly, you know, you can forgive, but not forget. Right. And you can't move on without forgiving. So, you know, part of my message is forgiving yourself and getting professional help if you need it to learn how to forgive those that harmed you. Mm, most definitely. Wow. Sharon, there's so much there. Oh my gosh, we could spend an hour just like unpacking everything that you've already shared. Um, and, you know, one thing that just really struck me though is, is, is this journey that you've been on, how, you know, from, for so long, you know, kind of in that struggle and in that pain and how that has really incited you to take action to help teens, you know, not suffer in that same way. Um, which I definitely want to explore more, but I'm, I'm particularly curious just in this moment about the, when, when coming into that decision to write that first book, remind us the title of your first book. Without permission, uh, a spiritual journey to healing. I'm going to flash it really Hold quick. It up for the people watching the video. Yes. Good. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put heart and soul in, into that book. Um, mm. so it's all about honesty, transparency, being candid, and being real. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate what you said there about this tension that we have sometimes between um, finding our voice, breaking the silence, and the fear and concern that we have about, you know, who's going to be exposed kind of along the way in that process. Ultimately, how did you navigate that? What sorts of things did you do that helped you make your peace around that and move forward with being able to tell your story? Well, I, you know, it took a minute and it actually made me put the the writing down, the manuscript down for a while because I was kind of mm-hmm. stuck. I'm like, you know, I want to be honest, but you know, you don't want to harm people along the way, innocent people along the way. So I just made it. I, so I, I had discovered another book that this, this author had wrote and it was similar to her telling her story as well and how she put it was that she had chosen not to reveal who her abusers were to not harm other people. Right. And the light went off in my head. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you know, I'll move forward the same way. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's really not, you can't change what, what those people have done to you. You can only change yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I'm not saying 
you know, every everyone's story is similar, but how everyone's journey to healing is is different. And what might work for me may not work for another person. Some some people decide to bring the law, and mm-hmm. and you know have that person um, arrested or or what have you. Um, that wasn't a choice of mine. Um, that wasn't a choice of my family. Uh, we decided, and in some cultures, you know, what happens in the home stays in the home. Right. You know, and and a lot of these cases they're underreported. We never know the true number because so many mm. people keep that secret. Yeah. So, going back to your your initial question, is that I just made the book about healing. Um, and how I navigated through it, and how I got to the place that I, I'm at today, and that I didn't focus on those people. Got it. it really wasn't about them. Yeah. Thank you, Sharon. I think that's such a, just a beautiful thing for, for those of you who are listening to, to take in, because telling our story happens in a lot of spaces. There's, of course, this way of writing a book and publishing a book, but, you know, on social media, with friends. And oftentimes I know my clients talk about feeling worried about coming forward because of that piece. Well, don't I have to name who did it? Don't I have to give all the details? And this is just a really beautiful reminder that your story is yours and you get to decide how it's told. So if you don't want to reveal who, even when, you know, the abuse happened, you can. And you can still tell that story, which is your journey of everything that came after the trauma, really, because that's really where the story is anyway, our journey of healing and reclaiming. Absolutely. And then remember as as victims and as survivors that we're the priority. Yes. For so long, (laughs) we put ourselves on the back burner. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, because it brings up so many issues. I mean, for me, um, you know, during the course of, of, of going through it, you know, before healing even began, you know, it, it really robbed me of my self-confidence. Mm-hmm. It robbed me of um, self-respect. You know, it took so many things from me. So, you know, now in this healing process, it's all about me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, yeah, it, I I'm the priority. Yeah. That's so, awesome. And it's time for that. You know, yep. we have to put ourselves first and heal. Mm. So how much time was it between your first and your second book? Uh, eight years, maybe. Maybe wow. seven years. Yeah. Eight years. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of life happening, a lot of things kind of going on. And, and what was it that happened that prompted you to say, yeah, there's another book in me and I've I've got some more to say here? Because I knew I wasn't done, you know, at, in, during my healing journey, I realized that God had put a task on me, and that was to help others, because everyone doesn't have that courage mm-hmm. that, like you and I, I as advocates have to, to step forward, you know, and raise your hand and say, you know, hey, I've been sexually abused, you know, and then reach out and want to pull someone else up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was just something that was in me that I knew that this is what I am meant to do. Yeah. And, and no matter how I want to put it down or, um, you know, look the other way, I, I, I just can't. Mm. You know, it's, it's in me. Yes. 
And this second book was really a compilation. You not only shared your own story and stories, but decided to bring in the voices of, of other people. And so this is a, a compilation of survivor and, and um, thriver stories. Yeah. How did you go about, you know, talking with people and asking them to participate in this? Well, well, one person in general, and and I made her story a big chapter, um, was a survivor who is in prison right now. And I actually have been working with her um, for about seven or eight years when the first book was published. Um, she is in a woman's prison in New Jersey uh, for murdering a boyfriend who was abusing her. Mm. But her story, first of all, she's such a beautiful person. And, you know, her story is just horrific. I mean, she was abused from the time that she was a little girl all the way up into her womanhood. And no one ever took any of that into account. She never got the help that she needed. So, you know, the purpose of her story was to show that just because we have done something bad doesn't make us a bad person. And to also show the the large percentage of women who are in prison because of being sexually abused and how sexual abuse can make your life go left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and this is saying, it says, but for the grace of God, there go I. Sure. And yeah. all I had to do during the time that I was suffering and going through what I was going through, trying to keep the pain at bay is make one wrong left turn and that could have been me. Hmm. So, you know, my whole point of is saying that, you know, sexual abuse is the cause of a lot of women um, gravitating to a lifestyle that may may not have even, you know, been that way for them had, had they not been violated, if that makes yeah. sense. Oh, it makes total sense. It's it's something that we really, I think, need to become more and more aware of and understanding about in our culture, that the trickle-down effects of trauma are so far-reaching and have really big implications for the, you know, financial, for the social, for, you know, just all these various layers of, of a person's life get impacted. Yeah. So for people listening who want to pick up this book, let's remind them of your the name of this second novel. Or, I guess, the yours. second book is called Living Beyond the Silence. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, and what I love about this book is that a lot of times, you know, um, as victims, as survivors, we, we suffer with things that we're not aware of that are connected to the sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can speak for myself, not knowing for so many years that I suffer from PTSD. Right. Yeah. And people may not know what PTSD is. They relate it to, you know, uh, men in the in the service in the army, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's not just you know affecting those type of people. It affects the people who have experienced trauma. Yes, you know, um, depression, um, alcoholism, addiction, those things. All that is in connection with sexual abuse. So I put that in the book so people could actually identify if they were going through something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, I loved just so many of the stories in that book. I was particularly appreciative that 
Um, you know, that stories of people of color were highlighted in this book. You know, that's something that we really need to continue to work on and get more voices into the fray here because oftentimes we are seeing just non-white stories represented in, um, in our social media and in our news. Um, and so I really appreciated that aspect. And I really appreciate in general the idea of like, we've got to help people understand what they're going through. And boy, that when we think about supporting teens, that's such a big piece of the puzzle. So when we come back after the break, we'll talk more about the work you're doing with teens to help them find their voices and heal. Okay. For survivors of abuse, shame can be one of the most pervasive feelings we carry well after the abuse has ended. As a result of trauma, we come to believe that we are at fault or to blame for what's happened. Then this transforms into a deeply rooted way of being that impacts our sense of self. We come to believe that we are unlovable and then we find ourselves constantly in self-blame, shame, and in derogatory or negative thinking. In my Shake Off the Shame Masterclass, you will gain access to my proven process that will help you feel more confident and secure so you can put an end to taking care of everyone but you. You can identify the toxic shame-based beliefs that keep you trapped in a cycle of taking the blame for everything and how to overcome them, and learn practical, easy-to-use strategies for how to escape shame and finally love who you are. Go to rachelgrantcoaching.com slash shame dash class to download this MP3 masterclass today. Now back to our show. Awesome. Welcome back, everyone. Still here with Sharon R. Simonson. And uh, you started a foundation. You have taken on, my goodness, the holy grail of missions, in my opinion, <laughs> which is working with teenagers. You know, I actually wanted to be a high school English teacher. And then I hung out with some teenagers and I was like, oh, no, uh-uh, can't do that. Not going there. Um, and working with teens around trauma, I mean, that's just, you know, you are a blessing and an angel and exactly Angel Bridge Foundation. So tell us more about this work and, and what you care about and what you're driving towards and, and what really matters when it comes to helping teens. Absolutely. Well, as I was saying earlier, I, I think it's um, so important to uh, empower our teens to use their voices um, because if they know that it's okay to speak up, if someone is violating them instead of not saying anything, keeping it a secret, holding on to it until your adult life, you know, you can stop it right then and there. But I don't think that we encourage or empower them enough to say that it's okay to do that. So that's that's one of my goals is just to, to help them have a voice. Mm -hmm. um, as far as working with teens, I don't work with them individually. Um, what I have done is I've done speaking engagements and sharing my stories and answering any questions. And I've written my books where they're uh, appropriate for all ages or at least teens to adults. Um, because that's where the information lies uh, for me, telling my story. And um, the other thing was working on a documentary. Uh, unfortunately, this documentary is, has not come about yet, um, still in the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to be able to uh, market it to schools and yeah. to uh, make it a program where, where children do watch this. And again, that they're empowered because 
if you catch them as a teenage, if you catch them as teenagers, you know, we can diminish the number of alcoholism, pregnancy, teen suicide, um, a lot of the behaviors, you know, that that are stifling our our teenage uh, children. Mm. So to me, it should be a very big focus on them. And that's, you know, part of my work that, that I'm doing. So working with other women as well, women in prison as well. When thinking about talking with teens about abuse, do you have any tips for our listeners about how to engage them in that conversation? Are there questions that you commonly ask or just ways of initiating that conversation that you found to be really effective? Well, you know, as I told you earlier, I'm pretty real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I I have two daughters of my own. Mm. And um, how I've always gone about it is I outright just ask them, you know, has anyone ever touched you inappropriately? Um, You know, I let them know different things about, you know, when we let our kids go spend the night at other friends' house. You know, you don't really know what's going on over there. I think it's important for parents to um, find out who's in the home, Mm. find out what the living situation is, talk to your children about it. It's all about communication. Um, We have to have that open communication, that open dialogue with our children. Um, That's not something we dance around, uh, not living in the world that we live in today. Um, To be abused by someone in the house that you're living with, someone that you know, that's usually who our abusers are. So, you know, it just has to be that open conversation. So those only tips, that's the only tip that I have is just, really have that conversation. Don't go back. Don't dance around it. You know, be real with your child. Yeah, I love that. Know that if anything, you know, if anything or someone has approached you, it's okay. Come talk to me. You know, I'm going to believe you. Right. Yeah, you know, this the, the, the dialogue has to happen, you know, for over the span of years and coming back to it again and again is really important. You know, I was thinking prior to our conversation today, knowing that you do a lot of work with teens, just looking back at that time in my own life, you know, and um, really, particularly around the age of 13 was when things really like took a turn. Um, I was coming into my sexuality, you know, I was starting to like boys and girls and like, who am I? What am I attracted to? And trying to figure it all out and um, had sex at, at a very early age, 13. And a lot of that came about because I didn't have mentorship. I didn't have guidance about, you know, my body and my sexuality. And it was all informed, you know, and experienced through the lens of trauma. So, um, you know, feeling like an object, and that's what I'm good for, and that's what I'm here for. Feeling like maybe the only way to access love or connection was through sex, you know, and then that just opened the door to the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing, right? It just became this domino effect of um, behaviors that were ultimately self-destructive and and painful, right? And so I just think about, you know, along the way, there were, you know, men and women who did speak into my life. Helped me, like, course correct a little bit, like, here and there, right? Just, like, shuffle a little bit, shuffle a little bit, and I'm so thankful for them that they did take the time to see me 
And I think, you know, I think you'll know better than I, given the work that you're doing with teens, but it just seems so much that what teens are craving a lot these days is to just be seen. You know, yeah. we're in this social world where so much is facade, so much is pretend, yeah. but the nature of uh, a little person still kind of remains the same no matter what. They just want to be seen and heard. And loved. And loved. In a, in a healthy way. Yes. You know, and I, as I look back and listening to what you were saying, you know, we all need to be educated. You know, when I talk about prevention and awareness, um, faculty in, in schools, you know, is so important because I said, you know, had someone just kind of picked up the vibes when I was going to school, even mm -hmm. in school, or just people in the community, such as churches or things like that, could recognize the behavior, could right. recognize me spir spiraling downward, you know, and pull me to the side, maybe, you know, my life wouldn't have mm -hmm. gone the way that it went. And I, and, I, and I say that because that is just not my story, but it's the story of, of other teens. So many, yeah. If people recognize the signs early on, even my parents. You know, my parents didn't even see the signs. They thought that I was just acting out. Right, right. I love the work that you're doing to not just empower teens to find their own voices and speak their own stories, share about their own experiences, but also to become advocates, right? To, to yeah. understand that they can have some influence too. If they yeah. see someone around them who there is suffering or they have some, you know, questions or concerns about that, they can speak up about that as well. I think that's such a powerful thing that you're doing to support them and finding that, you know, and it's doing It's so important that. that we all get involved because at the end of the yeah. day, it affects everyone. Yeah. It affects everyone. Yeah. Very Everyone so. we come in contact with, you know, it's a trickle-down effect is mm. what it is. Right. So we're all educated. Um, if we see something, we need to say something. Mm -hmm. You know, we all need to get involved. It, it's a universal problem. It's it's not uh, directed to any race uh it's not directed to any one person, not one gender. It it, it affects us all. Yeah. So we all have to be advocates. Cheers to that, Sharon. <laughs> so in celebration of that. And um and so for those of you listening who want to get involved, um, please visit Sharon's website, Angel Angel Wings Bridge.com. And what are some of the first things that you'd like people to check out when they go to the website? Um I have statistics and I have resources mm -hmm. and you know that that really is one of the biggest goals of the organization is to provide resources for people some people don't know who to call or a website to go on or professional help uh, there's a lot of resources on the website that a person can check out so I would say that would be one of the first places that they go okay Wonderful. And um, for any teens who might be listening, um, any final words of encouragement or guidance that you'd like to offer them? Yes, a few things. Um, the first thing is that you're not alone. The second thing is that it's not your fault. The third thing is to find someone that you trust and talk to them about it. And uh, just be empowered and use your voice. Beautiful. Sharon, I'm so thankful that this journey has brought you to me and <laughs> to the Beyond Surviving community. 
I want to just acknowledge the hard, hard work that you've done to heal and to find your voice and the courage that you do have to put your voice out there in published form, to come here and share your story in all the various ways that you're stepping up every day um, and living beyond the silence. So I so appreciate you and adore the work that you're doing and, and welcome you back anytime to the podcast. Thank you. And I also want to thank you for having me, but mm -hmm. most important, thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you, Sharon. You're doing some amazing work and you're helping a lot of people and, you know, uh, the more, the more, the merrier, you know, and there's power in numbers. Yes, yes. <laughs> Cheers to that. 100%. Oh, thank you so much again. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and come back next time because we have so much more to share. Until then, take good care of you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.